On this episode, we smoke the Stolen Thrones Yorktown Fleet 6x50 box press torpedo, a Nicaraguan binder and filler wrapped in a delicious Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper. I'm Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, over the age of 21. You are listening to Burnline Podcast, coming to you not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the McCann Manor, nestled amongst the bucolic rolling hills of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, USA. I'm your host, Johnny Midas. I'm joined by your other host, Nick the Brick McCann. Nick? What's up, gang? How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great, and I'm looking forward to this cigar for sure. And also on this episode, we're we're just going to go ahead and talk about Stolen Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're they're new, they're kind of exciting, um, and they're cool. Yeah. So a lot of stuff uh, that isn't always associated with the cigar industry. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to a show that we won't name. That's not this one mm. uh, about the TAA. Those exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to really search for them. Yeah. You got to be on the dark web. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about the TAA, and it was the most unflattering thing I've ever heard. It was like two hours of bashing. Wait, which TAA? The Tobacconist Association of America. Oh, they were just they were making comments on the well, organization. It was, it was yeah, it was informational about the TAA, but it was so negative. What? Yeah, like I I don't think they were trying to be, but basically what they were saying was it's a bunch of stuffy old men boys club that doesn't get anything done and doesn't exist for any purpose and, and blah, blah, blah. So, wow. so I, you know, and I'm not giving that credence or, or, uh, you know, endorsing that position, but I am saying like, there is like this thing in the cigar world about like, you know, generational, you know, names and blends and brands and stuff. Yeah. So when someone comes along and steals the throne, mm-hmm. that's you know, right. That's yeah, right. It's good kinda, one. Yeah. I see what you did there. See what I did there. Yep. So I'm looking forward to this. So why don't we uh, talk about presentation? Uh, the cigar itself is pretty cool looking. Um, I would describe the wrapper as like, I don't know, medium rustic. Like, yeah, definitely looks like tobacco that came out of the ground. Uh, not too much tooth to it. A little bit of bloom, right? Bloom. Pilling. Pilling. Uh, which is good, mm. right? Th- thicker looking wrapper. Yeah, thicker looking wrapper. It's a little bit leathery. Like, I feel like they went to some trouble to make it look nice, but it's that like still medium rustic because the leaf is kind of thick. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely leathery. Um, construction looks pretty good. I don't see any gaps or bubbles or anything. No. Um, and then the... Uh, so... You know, there's no box, right? So we'll talk about Stolen Throne, but they're typically sold in uh, these wooden bins right? in the cigar store, similar to the Leaf by Oscar, right? If you're familiar with that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yep. looks kind of like that. Uh, you can get bundles, though, and the bundles are fucking cool looking because mm-hmm. they're in this, I don't know what color you would call that, blue-purple with like a orange seal. 
Yeah, like Royal Blue, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, Royal Blue, the Yorktown Fleet. Yeah, yeah. On on the King's mission. I think the Yorktown Fleet wasn't that. I don't know Spanish American yeah, War. We'll have to read about it. No, it was a Revolutionary War, but I can't remember if the Yorktown Fleet was British or us. Like, is it a fleet that we sank, or was it our fleet that? God, I wish someone would prepare for this fucking podcast. Anyway, <laughs> but it's got this like cool, like orange yellow wax seal on it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to buy a bundle just for that. Like, it's so cool looking. And then I was like, but I can't justify the the immorality of buying a package like that for the looks and leaving it unsmoked. I feel like that would be a slap in the face. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You know, that's why you um, buy. Two bundles. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And just stick it in there. Um, now, on the cigar itself, the band is pretty cool. It's, um, if you've ever seen a square, flat-topped men's ring, like the one that I'm wearing. Oh, that's sweet, man. The band is exactly the same shape yep. as that kind of ring. See, this is why I was confused. I thought that he, uh, and when I say he, I mean Lee Marsh. Who's the the main man? The proprietor of Stolen Throne. Um, the main man. I, I thought he told me that it was a World War II something or other, but... Oh, it was. It was an aircraft carrier in World War II. So what's with this freaking sailboat? Well, the Yorktown fleet was an actual fleet of ships in the Revolutionary War. All right. Okay. But then you have the USS Yorktown. Okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. Um... Anyhow, so the band has got a uh, beige tan strip around the edges, and then it is uh, plum purple, and then there is a triple fat uh, stripe going all the way around that is tan white, tan black, tan white, tan, but the tan is just the edge lines. And then right in the middle looks like a um, ink printing, like a woodblock print of an old sailing ship in the water. It says Yorktown Fleet, Stone Throne Cigars. I think the band is freaking cool on this. Like This, this is a really well done like graphic and brand. Dude, it's uh, textured. It is. Like the, the ship is stamped in there. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very expensive band. I'm not an expert in... Making bands, but I know a little bit, and I've talked to some guys that have paid for bands. Oh my god! This yeah, is I mean, so funny. Like the just to buy the dye to press this paper was probably like fifty grand. So colloquially, bands means um, like large sums of money. Have you heard yeah. that? Yeah. You so say you just so it, you said yeah. I'm I'm not really familiar with making bands. <laughs> I am familiar with making bands. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah. with constructing cigar bands. Yeah. Check, check out all these bands I got. I thought a band was like a group of teenagers that played instruments or something. They still have those. People actually know how to play instruments still. It's amazing. I, I would think that everything. I don't think so. Computer now. You don't think so? No, I think they. I think they pose on Instagram, yeah. but the the music is actually generated by AI. It's a government staged. Yeah, uh, totally. Photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Glitch in the Matrix. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's what this cigar looks like. And then I would notice, of course, it's a beautiful box press torpedo. Um, Soft-ish is, press. Yeah, it is. It's not like a, um, I'm trying to think, like a, a Perdomo box press is is very like rounded. Yes. You know, it's not super yes. square. Yep. 
but then you have like a fixed padrone's pretty padrone is yeah. like pretty fucking square. Yeah. This is in the middle. Right. Somewhere. Yep. And it doesn't have a closed foot, but the wrapper does wrap. Mine is so cool. Past. Dude. Mine swirls. Oh, that is fucking cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's yeah. honestly, it reminds me of a, uh, since we're doing the, the ship motif, it reminds me of a whirlpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So a little extra wrapper around the foot, which I think is going to um, enhance those first couple of puffs. Did we, you? We shall see. Did you smoke the Robusto? I did smoke the Robusto. Did it have the same foot? It did. Yep. And actually, the Robusto I smoked had much more tobacco. It was almost a closed foot. Really? Yeah, it was a little bit more than you've got. Um, I, th- I, I can't remember, but I think I cedar-toasted the foot when I smoked the cigar before. Yeah, I used a um, table lamp lighter that I've got. Okay. It's not, uh, it's not actually a table lamp, lamp lighter. It's actually a Coleman propane um, thing for, like, camping that I sort of modified. Um, probably illegal, so don't tell anybody. I'll keep it a secret. Nick's over here taking Instagram pics of the foot. That Pretty I'm, sweet. That I'm never going to post. <laughs> that he's never going to post. <laughs> and, yeah, we need to get some pictures, man. This, I'm not going to lie. This is a good-looking cigar. It's pretty cool looking. Weren't you going to hire a professional photographer for the podcast? Yeah, I was totally going to do that. If I can't, an, man. If anyone wants to do some pro bono work to gain some experience, uh, we'll write you a good reference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I can't do that. You know how cheap I am. I'm yeah. the guy that's going to be like the hundred millionaire driving around like the Toyota Camry. I mean, that's just, you'd, you'd bring one of your kids in the uh, disposable. Yes. Disposable camera. From, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like here's our photographer. <laughs> All right. I think it is time to cut and light the cigar. So why don't we go ahead with our official cutting? The official cutting is brought to you by fat boy cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jack cigar by fat boy cigars. And don't forget to try the new Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in the series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Fat, Fat Boy's, Boys world. world. Nice. All right. All right. So we both have closed-end cutters, and our audience may also prefer closed-end cutters, which means we are clipping with authority multiple times. Yep. Oh, you got, how'd you do that? Three clips. So this is, uh, three clips. Uh, Is this, so mine's still more shallow than yours, I think, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'd cut mine one more time. I would, but. I would, I would cut mine one more time. I mean, give it, you could give it a cold draw first, but. I'm comfortable with this. And as usual, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. And uh, we thought about running and grabbing the open-ended cutters, and then I was like, no, do you know how many of our listeners just, their cutter is closed-ended? How do you cut a torpedo? And the answer is more than once. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Like, that, that's it. So, And I did a uh, quick cold draw. Super interesting. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I can tell it's Sumatra wrapper for sure. Dried fruit? Yeah, that's always there. Um, if it doesn't taste like dried fruit... 
you need to be asking some questions about the quality of the cigar. Am I having a stroke? Yeah, like that, that flavor has to be there. Yeah. It's really a question of what's on top of the raisins, you know? Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, like you get that like oh dirty, God. spicy. Oh it's God. like somebody spilled. If you took Indian spices, mm-hmm. you know, like that palate, and you spilled it in the dirt, and then you swept it up real quick, like that's what's on the cold draw. That's really interesting. Did you, do you want to do smelling salts? Smelling salts? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You got smelling salts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, a little impromptu bullshit because this is, after all, Burnline Podcast. It looks like Nick has got some smelling salts. So we're going to uh, just totally wreck our palate before enjoying this cigar. Apologies ahead of time. So what, uh, let me see what you got there. Orange cap, that's scary. Oh, yeah, this is terrifying. Atomic Redline Rhino smelling salts. Jesus, what do you use these for? Uh, I bought them on a whim because I never tried them. I realized that I was actually watching an, a football game. Is that smelling salts or bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you smell them, they're smelling salts. If you eat them, they're bath salts. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, but these are, these are amazing. So you used to do powerlifting. Yeah, we used, we used smelling salts. Yeah, yeah, you just took a little. Uh-huh. You, but you used the ones that cracked, right? Yeah. 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 These, I'm told from people who have used the crack ones before, these are like worse yeah god i'm not looking forward to that i kind of am yeah yeah I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited so fucking high all right well is, let's get this cracked open man this is either gonna ruin i think our palate or, or or like this is gonna be the greatest tasting cigar in the world it's gonna open everything else so we've got vitamin water coffee coffee empty coffee cup and now smelling salt so we're gonna be fucking jacked for the rest of this uh podcast <laughs> i need some like liquid iv after this yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go, ladies and gents. Nick is a pro. Oh! Oh! oh, oh. Uh, Did it feel like getting punched in the sinuses with a rhinoceros? Yep. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Dude, why is it? It's fucking jelly. Why is it jelly? Dude, it's insane. It should be like powder. Oh, stop. Why? Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, God! (laughs) Jesus! Fuck! (coughs) Holy shit. You just wanted that reaction, you motherfucker. That was so funny. Good lord. My eyes are watering, man. My nose is running now. That brings back memories. Does it? Wasn't that insane? That's crazy. Tell you what, it just cleared out my sinuses. Dude, it does that. Good lord. Oh, man. All right, chalk that up under stupid things we've done on this podcast for everybody else's enjoyment. That was amazing. There's got to be a way we can combine that with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Like a shot of Everclear, like a (sighs) smelling salts. Yeah, these are insane. Dude, I didn't even get how far away was my nose, like eight inches? I didn't even get that close. No, no, yeah, it wasn't that close. Dude, it felt like. It felt like a string of razor blades being yanked through my sinus cavity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're saying uh, razor blades coated in menthol. That's what. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There, there is like, a, and I don't know if it's a cold air this morning or if it's like there, there's some mint. There's a mint aspect to it. Dude, here, okay. Here's what it feels like. Yeah. Do you remember when you were a kid, especially here in Gettysburg, you yep. go to the old fashioned candy shop? Yeah. And they had like that crystal candy on a stick. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you took that and you made it out of vinegar and menthol. And then somebody just stuck oh. it up your nose and jammed it up your nose. Oh, dude. That's what this feels like. That's what I said the first time. I feel like 
there's a little man with a fist the size of my nostril. <laughs> and his fists were... Um, Coated in glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And made of hot iron. <laughs> right. Good Lord. All right. That was incredible. As usual, Burnline Podcast, suffering for our audience, so you don't have to. That was actually kind of cool. I'm going to pick some up. Yeah, I like Like, I can totally see doing that pre-workout <laughs> yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of brought back memories. Yeah. I think, I think this is, I mean, I did the first time a couple weeks ago when I got this in the mail and I was like, holy <laughs> You've been crap. experimenting ever since. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what are, what are these and I've like, been high for two weeks. Yeah, what are these like if I do them right before bed? Nice. Yeah, two in the morning, you're scrolling cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get this bad boy lit up. This is a cigar podcast, after all. And uh, I have got my electrician's uh, butane torch, which I hate to say it, but this has become my default torch. And if you look at it, you can see why. Look at that fucking flame. It's so concentrated. It's the most precise yeah. butane torch I've ever used. Nice. And I haven't refilled it in like a month. So seriously, well, I mean, you, you think that whole it. handle is the tank? I think like hold it. It's all plastic, but feel how heavy it is. Yeah. So it's got to have yeah a lot of butane in there. That's incredible. Uh, what's yeah. the? Oh, it's got a safety. Like you can turn it off. You can adjust the flame, all that stuff. So we call it an electricians. Yeah. Why yeah. is it called that? Um, you use this to for heat shrink. Mm-hmm. So heat shrink is like rubber tubes you slip over. Uh, where you spliced wires together and then use heat and it shrinks around it. Nice, nice. Yeah. I uh, had to put new side marker lamps on my uh, custom hand-welded bumper on my uh, Toyota 4Runner. So I got some LEDs off of Amazon, wired them up, and heat shrinked them. That thing sounds like it's from the, the early, Jurassic period. The early 2000s, yeah. It is a Jurassic truck, and that's what I call it. And it just bugs the fire out of Brenda. <laughs> I have names for everything. Like, there's two rabbits that live in our backyard, and I named them Jack and Peter. And she's nice. like, you're so fucking stupid. Jack Rabbit and Peter Cottontail? Yeah. And then I have Jurassic Truck, which is my uh, forerunner. So a fair, fair warning to everyone. I smoked this cigar maybe a week and a half ago. Um, one of my buddies gave me one, and I loved it. This in this exact size. I love this cigar. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this Vitola. I had the Robusto. Absolutely loved it. Had another cigar that I really loved that we're going to smoke in a little bit on the show, so I'm, I'm not going to give that away. Although, for all of you guys out there in uh, Burnline land, go ahead and email us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com, or connect Instagram, Twitter threads, all of that, um, and DM us. Send us an email and let us know. But we're thinking about announcing the next week's cigar on the show. Yeah. Uh, that way you can like get one ahead of time if you want to smoke along with us. True. Or you can smoke it ahead of time and see if we're full of shit or not. Yep. Um, so I did get feedback from one listener. Nice. Um, Joe in North Carolina, who happens to be my brother. Uh, shout out to G.I. Joe, Staff Sergeant down there. Thank you for your service, Joe. 82nd Airborne. Shout out to all the... Airborne soldiers out there uh, who said he really likes to actually get the cigar and uh, smoke it and see if he can taste what we're tasting. Is Joe a big cigar smoker? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not a, n- n- probably not on the daily. Gotcha. Um, but uh, definitely enjoys a good stick. That's awesome. You know, 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I also have that. I introduced you to someone else that we, to well, Mr. VW, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he also told me that he like, likes to listen and smoke the same cigar so he can see if he's yeah. tasting what we're tasting. Yeah. Well, and that's part of what we're trying to do here is like, you know, when I got into cigars, um, I really got into cigars, not for the cigars. I got into cigars because I was looking to meet interesting and powerful people. Yeah. And I was in a strange town. Mm-hmm. I was like, where can I go hang out that I'm not wasting my fucking life? Yeah. And the only thing that rang a bell was the cigar lounge. Mm-hmm. I met a retired U.S. federal judge and a 102-year-old Iwo Jima vet who was smoking a cigar with an oxygen tube in his nose. That dude did not give two fucks about anything. That's a guy CFG. That, that's a guy that clips a cigar with authority. That guy clips a cigar with authority. Yeah, wow. Sharp as a tack, too, man. Sarcastic huh. on top of it. And I was hooked. And ever since then, I've gone to cigar lounges because, goddamn, you meet the most interesting people. You really do. You know? Yeah. It's not like a bar where you can't hear yourself over the music or well, people, people are acting agendas. sloppy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, uh, the last two bastions of meeting gentlemen is like, you know, the very rare club pub, which is pretty rare. I mean, they have more pub types on the East Coast, but they're pretty rare. And cigar lounges. Yep. And I guess church. That's about it. Church, yeah. Uh, yeah, in church you meet that you meet that particular type of, of gentleman though. Well, you gotta pick the right one. Yeah. I mean the right yeah. church. I mean <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely meet all kinds of types there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think cigars can be such a connecting um connecting force between mm-hmm. between folks. Uh I guess like this experience is similar to like the golf course. It's like getting paired up with a uh, like with, with a random group of three other golfers. Mm-hmm. Like you guys all have golf in common. Like you guys are all chose to spend your Saturday, like playing golf, or you know, in a cigar lounge. You all chose to spend your Friday night, like going to the cigar lounge. Like you all had the same thing in common. That's pretty powerful. Uh, like equalizer. Yeah, you have something in common. Yeah, and you also like there's a little bit of a code. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a it's a gentleman's code for sure. Just like with golf, you know, it it's it's getting getting a little less less stiff maybe in the golf world, but there's still this expectation that uh, you're going to follow the uh, gentleman's code. Yep. You know, similar to if you were like in the Rotary Club or something. Yeah. You know, they have fun at the club, but uh, you're expected to be polite and treat people with respect, and you know, let's not talk about politics and religion. You know, stuff like that. Right. Um, where people can come together in unity, and with uh, Cigars, you have something to talk about. Yeah. You can always change the conversation. Hey, what are you smoking? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Exactly. Okay, so I've got, I've got a few uh, flavor notes. Um, Nick, what, uh, why don't you give me your commentary first? He says as Nick jams the cigar into his mouth and takes a gigantic huff. Um, okay, so I'll start with smoke output. Um, smoke output is medium. It's not a smoke bomb by any means. Agree. Um, and the burn is actually, the burn on my cigar is phenomenal. I, I mean. Yeah, mine's pretty good too. Obviously we, we, you know, we want to light it well, especially in this first inch, like lighting it is more important even than the construction to get it started well. Um, toasted, not roasted. That's right. Evenly toast it. Yep. It's worth it, man. Yeah. I know we, we pick on this stuff like every week on the show and there's a reason, 
And there's a reason for it, which is it improves the experience, right? So definitely, you know, the burn line that we're looking at and that uh, beautiful first three-eighths inch of ash is a direct reflection of, you know, getting it started properly. Yeah, yeah. It could have gone way south if we... Right. Yeah. Construction um, aside. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that um, dried fruit really is coming through. I think I'm getting some leather notes too mm-hmm. um, and some cedar as well. It's kind of oiling up. My wrapper's kind of oiling up near the burn line. Yeah. Which is cool. Yep. Um, the th- I call it the uh, third line. Yeah. Or the second line, depending on which side you're coming from. But yeah, it's much thicker. Yep. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, just like a, 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 hint, a hint of pepper here and there. Yeah, I'm tasting Nicaraguan tobacco for sure. Um, the uh, Sumatran wrapper is a, I think, a great example of uh, what Sumatran tobacco can be. And of course, it's a Maduro. Um, so I would add to, well, first of all, I would say it tastes robust so right now. Yes. This Rich. tastes like this Rich. is not, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not Michael Herklot smoking a cigar. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger smoking a cigar. Yep, like, I'm with you. Like, a gentleman has money, but also can, like, tear your house apart with his bare hands. <laughs> right? Um, there's also a, there is a, a little bit of a sweet, I'm going to call it perfumey aspect to it. Okay. Um, and actually, it's bergamot. That's what I'm. That's what I'm smelling here. Um, bergamot. Yeah, but if you're not familiar with bergamot, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But that's really uh, the note that I'm getting. Yeah. We need to put that in our, uh, our reference reference, our rack. reference rack. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think that the like, how was your draw? Did you cut it enough? I did. Yeah, I did. My my draws my draws pretty good, but on a box press. You have to wait a little bit because it either opens up or tightens. Often it, the draw often um, actually uh, tightens up on a box press as it burns. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, I've experienced that. Sometimes it goes the other direction, though. Unlike a Parejo, where whatever the draw pressure is on the cold draw pretty much doesn't change. Right, you're gonna want to see this. That's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, that's Instagrammable. So oily too. It is, and I love. Look at the ash, man. Like it's perfect. It's perfect. Jeez, man. I mean, I can see how it's wrapped, and then this is really interesting. So, do you see how this ash right here has this little, like, I don't know. It's like pointing back towards the cap. Like, it's all straight lines, and then this one points back like that. Let me, um, see, let me see that side. Right there. Okay. That? Yeah. That's normally occurs where veins branch out mm-hmm. on the leaf, mm-hmm. right? And so I wanted to show you because the burn line at that point followed that little V-dip. That is not an inappropriate burn line, and it very rarely will turn into canoeing right. or something like that. So here I am just two millimeters past there, and look, it's like perfectly even. Yeah. Yep. Right? It just burns itself out. 
that's normal. Your burn should follow the natural contours of the leaf. And actually, it's a really good indicator that you're smoking high-quality, premium-aged uh, tobacco. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they're like telltale signs, right, of... of yeah, I can I can tell you there's some products that burn in a straight line all the way down, um, like white owls yeah. or cigarettes. <laughs> Look at that, man. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that is gorgeous, man. There's even um, a little... I don't know if it's like magnesium or toothflex, mm-hmm. but there, like in the ash, there's uh, it's kind of like a little little uh, little snowfall. Pilling, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bloom, it's bloom. Yeah, yeah. These, these are some good some good shots. Here, my ash is different than yours, though. Hold them okay. next to each other. Right. Okay. See, yours is lighter. You want to take a picture? Yeah. We're about to touch tips. Well, you know, now that you're on my side of the table with the same lighting, they're actually uh, really close. Mine's a little darker ash than yours. Yeah, barely different. But so, like, so much consistency in the burn line, in the like the that stacking dimes kind of uh, motif that we talk about. Dude, it's got me like wet in the panties. Like this Are is you gonna, really. Are you trying to make out with this cigar? Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. this is a. Take this one on a date. Yeah, yeah. This is this is incredible. Truly, truly incredible. All of you wonderful cigars out there, you can't be first, but you can be next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Some, yeah. Come find me on. Come find me on Plenty of Fish. We'll talk. That was a uh, Ric Flair reference for those of you that are too young to know who Ric Flair is. Although I hear he's still going strong. He is. He's very active. Yeah. His daughter's in. Uh, WWE now. Really? Yeah, your name's Charlotte Flair. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard of her. Yeah. What is she, like 60? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, she's retired. <laughs> right, right. She's had three careers already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, I think uh, I think it is about time for a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Stolen Thrones. How does that sound, Nick? Sounds amazing to me. Let's go on a break for all of you out there in the interwebs. Keep your dial locked in to Burnline Podcast. We'll be right back. break stretch the legs and the imagination so stolen throne cigars well nick uh i guess we can start with the beginning yeah awesome which is 2018 yeah that's great so baby company truly i mean five years old that's like nothing in the cigar industry right yeah I mean, they've had quite an outsized impact, I think, for how long they've been around. Oh my gosh, it's I'm it's it's unreal. And who uh, who founded Stolen Throne? 
Um, a gentleman named Lee Marsh. Um, I believe that he is originally from Virginia. At least that's where they are now. Um, and he just... And before we go any further, yeah. it is Stolen Throne Cigar. Cigars. I frequent... Uh, cigars. I frequently hear people call it Stolen Thrones. Yes. Plural. Yeah. Um, good on you if you're stealing multiple thrones. That's pretty impressive. Yes, that's very impressive. But it is Stolen Throne. Yeah. Single Throne. Yeah. I love this. Their uh, Their logo. Yeah, their logo is fucking awesome. It's like a, it's like a uh, medieval monk mm-hmm. wearing like knee high boots or something with a literal throne lashed to his body like with a rope, rope tied, yeah, thrown over his shoulder. <laughs> he's like, and he's like humping it. He's yeah, he's not humping it. He's he's carrying it. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> that, no, no, no. Uh, okay, there's there's multiple meanings, but yeah. Uh, I knew I knew what you were like, yeah, like in the in the military stuff they'll say humping something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Not humping it like that way. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not that good of a throne. <laughs> <laughs> um which is interesting actually. I have like a, a story that Lee told me god two or three years ago at this point. Um that I'm gonna piece together in my my own mind. Um but he I think he was in another career and just like kind of jumped into the industry um, and just, you know, wanted to do it for whatever reason. He had a passion for it, I, I, I believe. Um, and it's evident in the cigars that they make. I mean, he puts everything into these. Um, but a couple of years ago, I believe that he was at a dinner and, uh, and he was talking with other cigar manufacturers and they were speaking about how there was... Um, not a lot of room at the proverbial table in the industry and you know not enough room at the table for Lee and his beard at the same time right right yeah yeah <laughs> not enough yeah shout not, out to Lee strong beard game bro not enough room for you know you know more cigar companies and I think he he like said something to the effect of well I guess we'll have to like take the throne yeah. I guess we'll have to like steal the throne then um, and that's how kind of the, the name was born, which is pretty awesome. It's like a mic drop moment, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and yeah, from there, they, they hooked up with uh, Noel Rojas, mm-hmm. who we are big fans of. Yes. Um, street Tacos and then the Rojas brand products. Um, a lot of good stuff that Noel's done. But Noel makes all of the Stone Throne cigars as well. Yep. Um, in the Rojas factory, especially now that it was opened in 2022. Yep. Um, so their first cigar, Stone Throne's first cigar was the Crook of the Crown, which is a Mexican San Andres Maduro. Yep. You like the cigar, don't you? Oh yeah. It's the, it's the one with the red, uh, band on it with the, the, it has like a crown with a raven picking over it. Super cool branding. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. San Andres Maduro wrapper, Indonesian binder, Nicaraguan filler. And this is like. It's not crazy, crazy strong. It's like a medium Maduro, but it's super flavorful. Yeah, it's like full flavor, mm-hmm. full body, mm-hmm. but it's not strong. So the, the tasting notes that they have are mold wine, red spices, and carob. Carob. What is that? Um, it is a, a vegetal product that tastes like chocolate. So a lot of people that can't have chocolate, they'll have 
have carob flavor instead. Oh. Very similar. Um, so brief, uh, brief overview as we talk about Stolen Throne and their products. Uh, let me just kind of go over the timeline with people. Uh, for contextualization. So formed in 2018, uh, but the first cigar was released in 2019. That was the crook of the crown. Yeah. And agree with those tasting notes. So yeah, carob is like a milder chocolate. Okay. Um, Not as sweet? Uh, I don't know. I've only ever had it like in stuff that's sweet. Gotcha. So, okay. But um, as well as, yes, like red pepper flakes. Yeah. Like that that particular type of red pepper, not cayenne, red pepper flakes, um, and then 2020 they released the called Arms that ha- also has a Sumatra wrapper. Uh, love that one. I've got one in my saver humidor, so I must have liked it when I smoked it. I should say, one. I get yeah. I guess we'll so so Crook of the Crown too. While you're doing this, yep, comes out in two sizes, two vitolas, two vitolas, Toro and Robusto. <laughs> Yep, and they 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 come in the box that you described as well, um, the the retail shelf box. Yep, um, bundles only, no no individual boxes for twenty counts or anything like yep. that. Which is part of their mission. Yeah, in their mission statement, you know, on top of the, um, you know, the usual quality and consistency, right? They add value. Well, so that's a thing too. This is, this is their, so this is their mission from their website. I'm going to read it because I, I want to be fair. Stolen Throne has always stood for doing things your way. Our goal will always be to pair our love for the craft of cigar making with quality, consistency, and value to ensure our customers get the experience they deserve, made from quality with passion, the Stolen Throne way. And their handling of like the boxes and distribution is one way that they can Keep prices low yep. and meet that value commitment. Hundred percent. So do, they can do bands like this. Oh yeah, and yeah, this still is they keep it a sub yeah. eleven. Yeah, beautiful, expensive band. I love the matte finish on it too. Yep, like the semi gloss finish is awesome. Yeah, but so 2018 formed the company. 2019 Crook of the Crown. 2020 Call to Arms, and we'll talk about all these cigars. 2021 Three Kingdoms. 2022 the Rojas Cigar Factory Grand Opening. We'll talk about that. 2023, Yorktown Fleet. So they have exactly four blends right now in five years, which is actually super impressive. Four regular production retail blends. Yes. Yep. Yes. So uh, that's the big picture because 2018 to 2023, that is not a lot of time. And you can kind of erase two years. Yeah, you can. Right? Yeah. You you absolutely can. We had this little uh, thing going around that we can't mention on air. Yeah. Um, that involved like sickness. Yeah, it was and, fake. Uh, yeah, this, this fake thing. That we- oh, no, no, <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding. Okay. We're kidding. All right, I'll have to cut that post production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we are non political nor religious on this show. All right, so sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to give people like a framework to hang this on. So Crook of the Crown released 2019, and then uh, keep going, Nick. Yeah, I want to read this to you. Um, it's their description, and this is the most. Did you write? Did you help write this website? It seems like I did. All right, I'm going to read this to everyone. So this is for the Crook of the Crown, the San Andreas, uh, Maduro, the first release. This is the first sentence. Ballsy black pepper gets enveloped in creme brulee as Mr. Goodbar sips a Cuban coffee outside of a patisserie. Patissier. How do you say it? The bakery? 
patissier. Patissier. It's, a, it's a bakery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any French folks, uh, let me know. But this is what's is like, going through your mind as you snort atomic red line <laughs> rhino smelling salts. <laughs> Cedar line cherry notes carve a path through the dense and savory underpinnings. Take off your hat, parentheses, or is that the peanut guy? Jump on in, come up for air, wearing a crown and a medium full to full smile. Oh, man. Dude. Oh, man. Oh, no. They, they went a little they went a little ham-fisted on that. I feel like Johnny Midas could pair that down. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like that they're not boring, right? right. Yeah, I mean, because, and I think that's the thing, too. It was like 2018, all right. What are you going to do that hasn't already been done for the past 80 years in the cigar industry? They're, you know, what's going to set you apart? Your cigars are going to be good, sure. You know, there are hundreds of good cigars out there. You know, your branding is going to be, you know, what are you going to put a band on a cigar and put artwork on it? Yeah. Geez, you know, never yeah. seen that before. So I think like these little things that they do are really setting them apart. I think two things that they do well. One is the website is on fleek, mm-hmm. as the kids might say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's modern. And it has the kind of stuff modern cigar smokers are looking for, yep. like, you know, region, blend, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. As well as tasting notes, because I have yet to meet a serious cigar guy that doesn't want to know, you know, like we mentioned, people listen to the to the show, like, what am I tasting? Right. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's casual cigar smokers for sure. Uh, but most of the kids these days that are involved in cigar smoking, like, they want to know, hundred percent. Know? And like, can I tell the difference between, like, and this this Yorktown fleet is a great example where, like, if you're familiar with regions, the Nicaraguan tobacco really comes through, mm-hmm. right? It definitely has that uh, spicy, earthy flavors that I associate with Nicaraguan tobacco, but the Sumatran binder stands out as well. So it's it's a Maduro and it's got that like mellow sweetened flavor from Maduro, but it has that like Indian spice rack combined with dirt that I associate with Sumatran tobacco. So they do that well. But the other thing is the presentation on the shelf with the wooden box stands out. Yeah. Catches your attention. Oh Rojas does that with the street tacos as well. That's right. Yeah. Super good branding. Yep. Really good branding. And, and like the, even the bundles, like when you get a bundle that, like you said, that Royal Blue for the Yorktown fleet. Dude, like the bundle's so cool looking. And that wax seal yeah, with the throne. Yeah, it is so man. cool looking, man. And then the other ones obviously have, um, I think Crook of the Crown is like a black, is black paper with a red yeah. wax seal. Yeah. Right. Like, just like, like, I mean, honestly, it looks like fucking something from Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, yeah. That, the whole branding around that. Yeah. All right. So we had the, uh, the uh, Crook of the Crown. So tell me about the Call to Arms. So the Call to Arms is a Sumatran wrapper with Nicaraguan binder and filler. Oh. Oh, I lost my inch and a half ash. I was trying to save that. Uh, I know. You're going to be able to pick it up. Yeah. You could have picked that up with your teeth. It would have stayed together. That's gorgeous. Jeez. Wow. Construction. Yeah. This one's going to get good marks for construction. Um, All right. Arms and the, the cold arms in the Yorktown fleet actually are very similar in makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, both have Sumatran wrappers and both have Nicaraguan binder and filler. But the wrapper on the one we're smoking the Yorktown fleet is a Maduro, and the wrapper on the uh, called the arms called the arms is a more 
Rosado, Colorado, yeah. Maduro kind of it's it's on the it's a it's on the lighter end. Yeah. It's on the lighter end of Maduro, I should say. Um they say the tasting notes for that is dessert spices, cream, and honey graham crackers. I personally love the called arms because they make it in two sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just like the Crook of the Crown. And the called arms is made in a Robusto and a 6x46 Corona. Yes, that's the one that I saved. I love that. I love that cigar. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what a perfect size. Um, I will make fun of Lee uh, and, the, and the folks at Soul and Throne because... The tagline for the call to arms is sophomore jinx. Never heard of her. Light one up and watch the troops rally. It's sophomore slump. It's not sophomore jinx. It's uh, no sophomore jinx is that that chick named jinx. No, sophomore. No, no. You're too old for that. <laughs> um, sophomore slump. We're going to get with the alliteration here. Yes, we're familiar with the software. The software slump. Software slump. That would be Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, the the sophomore slump. Yeah, we're familiar with that. I don't know about sophomore jinx. I've never heard of that. Exactly. Get your shit together, Lee. Good Lord. That's a thing. <laughs> See, he even acknowledged sophomore jinx. Never heard of her. Like, I've never heard of that saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, balance and complexity. Take a sweet trip to Flavortown. <laughs> Honey, peanut butter, and chamomile tea are all stops along the way. Cocoa butter, milk chocolate, and multi-additions to notes smooth out the, the road in front. A blend that hits the same way as remembering Picasso could also paint realism. A classic medium-profiled cigar that'll set both your eyes, that'll set both your eyes to one side of your head. Interesting. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, Lee, like, shoot me a line. I can help you with your copy. <laughs> I, I can help with that. I'm a verbal artiste, a ninja of words. A jiu-jitsu master of propaganda. Uh, jab. Jab. Gift of... What, the gift of gab? Is that what they call it? Syntax, morphology. Basically, it means I'm talented with my tongue. That's... Um, all right. <laughs> so the, the Call to Arms is a really awesome cigar. Um, obviously, the name implies kind of like a rallying cry. Right, so yeah, yeah, no, that that six by forty six is fucking off the chain. Mm-hmm. I love it, love it, and that's why I saved one. Um, so then, twenty twenty one, the Three Kingdoms blend was released. So tell me about the uh, Tres Kingdoms. Yeah, Three Kingdoms. So um, the Three Kingdoms comes in two sizes. The Tuvatol is the it's a box press tor- uh, box press Toro. Yep, and a round Robusto. So each, each of the Toros, or the six-inch Vitolas, have all been different iterations, whereas each, each line has the same Robusto 550. Um, and, and that stands true with the Yorktown fleet. Um, they say twos might be wild, but threes are insane, insanely delicious. Stolen Thrones third portfolio addition to the core line, courtesy of three Nicaraguan growing regions, kingdoms. Yep. So we got which dark- are going to be Esteli, yep, Candejo, and yeah. Jalapa, Jalapa, yeah, right. Ometepe maybe. Omet- is that Nic- Ometepe? Is that Nicaraguan? That's a volcano, volcano island. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It's out in the middle of that lake that's the size of Connecticut or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's probably Condego, Jalapa, and Esteli because those are yeah. the most. Yeah, I think the most the three most popular. Yeah. Um, tasting notes: dark chocolate, leathery oils, black licorice, and they say. I had anise. Oh, interesting. My tasting note, which is similar to licorice, so that sounds about right. Buttery toasty cedar frame, butterscotch, a bit peaty like a good scotch, espresso, dark and structured like a high rise on a foundation of rich, savory earthiness. This one is the preferred smoke of that very smart third little pig and his house made out of brick. Heck, you might even taste a hint of clay. Nuances. Yeah, they might they might have taken that a little far on there, but uh, I did have a lot of those flavors. So I think uh, when I smoked it, my note was if you took a cedar strip from the top of a cigar box and you dipped it in cl- uh, clarified butter. Oh, uh, ghee. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. dipped it in ghee. Yeah, and then uh, added that to your to the mix in your cigar. Nice. So. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Now, butterscotch, I'd say no because the caramelized flavor I didn't really get. The sweetness wasn't really there. Um, but yeah, great, uh, great cigar. Loved that one as well. Yeah, this is definitely one of those cases where uh, you go pick up a Three Kingdoms and then you write to Johnny Midas and say, Johnny Midas, you have no palate. <laughs> um, say dipping a cedar, a cedar just stick because, in tea. Just because you can't access my level of palatry. <laughs> Don't come at me, bro. The average human only uses 10% of their palate. Well, mom always said I wasn't average. Eight and a half percent. Eight and a half. Um, All right. Uh, Wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro. Binder, Nicaragua. Filler, Nicaragua. So every cigar has... Okay, never mind. Every cigar has Nicaraguan filler. Mm -hmm. Um, And all but one have a Nicaraguan binder, binder, right? That's right, that's right. Um, which is awesome. Really good. Obviously, the Rojas, the Rojas Factory. Noel Rojas is like an expert at using Nicaraguan tobaccos, mm-hmm. especially with them being located in uh, Nicaragua. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you know, I'm a big fan. I mean. Of Rojas. It, it, of, of Rojas, but also Nicaraguan tobacco. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, all the, uh, all the big players have tobacco that's fantastic in at least one application. Uh, Dominican Republic makes great tobacco, not great wrappers. Right. Um, Connecticut Broadleaf, Pennsylvania Broadleaf makes really good filler and Maduro wrappers. Yep. Uh, definitely, you're going to get like a thick, uh, you know, rustic wrapper out of that. But yeah, uh, Foundation's famous, you know, for their Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrappers. They sh- we should do. We need to. Yeah. yeah. We we need to do one. Um, and Nicaragua. Makes great everything. That's that's kind of why I like Nicaragua. Yeah, that's the thing is they can do. Yeah. yeah, you want a good you want a good wrapper Nicaragua. You want a good binder Nicaragua. You want a yeah. good filler Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah. They they hit all the nails. Mexican San Andres famous for being a wrapper. Great wrapper. Sometimes yeah. I've seen it used as a binder. Yeah, but never almost never a filler. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I was thinking trying to think of this uh, the other day as well. Like, is there Mexican filler? And I think. Maybe CAO came out with one that had some. Mm, yeah. It sounds like something CAO would do. Like they had a Mexican cigar or something that yeah. I think had some. Yeah, so they do have the Zocalo. CAO Zocalo, which I really like a lot, actually. Yeah. Gosh. When I when I think about, you know, what we want to smoke, like 
sometimes it's so easy to just shout out one cigar and be like, yep, we're doing that. But there's so many that I like and enjoy. Dude, I think if I just sat down off the top of my head right now, I yeah. could probably list 50 cigars that I want to do on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. You know? I think if you give me an hour, I, I could get that list of probably 200. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's ridiculous. And if I had the internet to like, oh, what man. was that one cigar that right. blah, blah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, this is what do we say? We said like we could record an episode every day for the rest of our lives and yeah, not run out of yeah. cigars or something like that. Yeah, that, and that is not based on mathematics. That is just a guess, but um, but it's a pretty good guess. A testament to the depth of the industry. Yeah, and the the quality, right? right. Like, I mean, you go back to the '90s, your choices were fucking limited, man. Mm-hmm. Right, pre cigar boom. I mean, it was the legacy brands, dude. Like, you could go into a an actual cigar shop like tobacconist and they would have one cabinet and you would have like a couple of upmans, a couple of punches, yep. um, a couple of Romeos, Fuente, a couple of Fuentes. Yeah. Um, it's like Partagas too, probably Partagas. Yeah. 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 Just like the big legacy. Yeah. Big legacy brands, legacy brands that, you know, like they, they took their name and slapped it on something Dominican or whatever. It had originally been Cuban. Right, right. The Cuban legacy brands, yeah. definitely the ones that it had already been adapted to. Yeah, yeah the non-Cuban market for sure. Yeah. Because that was the, I mean, I feel like, you think it was easier or harder to get Cubans in the 90s? That's a great question. In, Amer- I, in see, America. Like, like, getting Cuban is so easy. It is very nowadays. easy now. It's if, very easy. If you can get a solid chain of custody... Um, so that you know you're getting an actual Cuban. And if you have the money, because they're freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the value's not there to me. Like, there's plenty of good Cuban cigars out there. Great Cuban cigars, even. But not at that price point. I'm not paying 300 bucks for a fucking Bahique. No. I mean, it's just... Well, that's not true. I will once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. I mean, I am Johnny Midas. Right. You know, I'm going to do something stupid, but just once. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think it was harder in the 90s because of the like lack of internet. We're like, I mean, I can just go online and I don't think you're supposed to, but you can just order them from Europe and have them shipped here. Right, yeah. Um, but there were tons of pre-embargo cigars stashed behind counters back then. That's uh, what's changed. Okay, I see. You know? Now, I still have one guy and I have contacts all over the U.S. Uh, cigar uh, lounges. I have one guy that I can go in and be like, hey, you got any Cubans? And and he'll sell me a real Cuban, right? Well, he won't sell On it. hand? He'll, he'll give it to me. Uh, and oh, I'll give a donation to the store. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. buy a T-shirt. Yeah, I'll buy yeah, a T-shirt yeah. for 200 bucks. <laughs> yes, uh, a local brewery T-shirt or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Buy a, a cigar store hat or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. just one guy. But, but uh, back in the 90s, there was a lot more. Like, people were grabbing all they could and stashing them, you know? That's an interesting. I'd love to ask someone who's been around for thirty years, mm-hmm. in the industry for thirty years. Hey, was it harder to get Cubans now or, or back then? Because I feel like Cubans were the all the rave in the nineties. They were all like, especially during the cigar boom, all the rave. I mean, people like without Cuban cigars, the the I would I propose that the boom in America does not happen. Yeah, and I think they earned it because they had the best cigars right there. That's right. You know. And we smoked the Opus X a few weeks ago, which to me is just a throwback to a... This is a classic Cuban. I mean, it it smokes like a Cuban cigar, you know, pre-embargo. And there wasn't a ton of variety, by the way, back then in in Cuban cigars. Like, 
they were very similar across brand, brand, brands and platforms. Um, some of the, like the effort to, to do distinctly flavorful blends kind of wasn't a thing. And so, you know, it was the cream of the crop. And yeah. then big shout out to the expats, you know, from expats from Cuba uh, that went out and cultivated and hybridized and, you know, treated the soil of their farms and started producing world-class tobacco. Expats. Expats. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, the ones that, like, they went to Dominican, Nicaragua. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they turned it into Holy fucking crap. tobacco paradise. With, yeah, without Cuba, the boom does not happen. Yeah. And and it's, you know, and, and now it's kind of flipped where, you know, among cigar passionados, like, Cuban cigars just aren't that highly ranked. You know, one or two here or there rises. Yeah. You still have to pay for it. Um, I think the reigning cigar of the year is a Cuban for a cigar aficionado. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I've so got, interesting. Uh, I, I've got some problems with CA. their whole system. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if scale of one hundred, yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely, they should do a scale of fifty. Yeah, fifty is brilliant. If they were smart. Yeah, and they would objectively measure five categories on right. a scale of one to ten. Yeah, I and feel they, like that's how it should be. There's done. no transparency. There's no transparency. We don't know where the cigars are losing points. We don't know who got their money bags <laughs> in on time. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, at least on burn line, you know that nobody likes us, so nobody. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah we uh, take the cash straight to the bank, no middleman. So in 2022, they opened the Rojas Cigar Factory in Nicaragua. Which awesome. He, I mean, speaking of like new guys and young, young talent, he is um, killing I mean, it. I, I, he's I have, killing it. I've heard someone, you know, someone in the industry say, you know, he's the next AJ Fernandez. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. I mean, that's, that, yeah, that's like saying you're the next Tom Brady. I mean, the next Michael Jordan dude, like yeah. this is, yeah, this is, this is like big time here. We're talking about, um, and so yeah, you know, Rojas, if you can get your hands on anything that comes from Rojas factory, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've never had a crappy cigar, uh, from Rojas. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had one. I haven't enjoyed now, I've had plenty of really good cigars that I didn't enjoy. Well-constructed. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the flavor wasn't in my wheelhouse. And it's interesting because that's frequently true of Fernandez. I think I've had one or two. In fact, we had one on the podcast that uh, was a Fernandez blend that I didn't, you know, care for that much. And that was last week with the uh, the, the, the San Lotana Dominicano. Oh, yeah. That's where, right. Yeah. Like but that was, came from Hochi's Factory, did, what, didn't it? Well, it was it it did. The Nicaraguan tobacco a, came from AJ. The yeah. Dominican tobacco came yeah. from Hochi, and it was a collaborative blend. Yeah, but it was uh, made in Hochi's factory. It was, yeah, yeah, and it was a great cigar. Yeah, like the Adrian Quattro Nicaragua. Yeah, that was made in AJ's factory, I believe. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Have you had the, um, not the Redux? What do they call it? The, the Sonata. Sonata. Of the like Quattro. The, yeah, it's like the, but it's got like a yellowish band. It's yeah. I don't know. It's like the same. I don't think that's the one I'm thinking of. Didn't they just come out with a uh, Quattro Nicaragua? Like I don't know, second edition or something. Is it the Sonata? Yeah, it's like a it's like a yellow band instead of orange. Yeah, it's real the Sonata. Similar. I am thinking of the Sonata. Yeah. I have smoked one of these. I would love to get my hands on. Another one or two. I want the box press torpedo. Yeah, that's the. I mean, if you're gonna smoke an Adrian Quattro, yeah, you're gonna smoke the box press torpedo. Like yeah. that's that's the size. That's not what I smoked. 
I think I had a tour, just a regular Toro. Yeah, that's what I had. Um, but yeah, that's something we definitely should do. Yeah, this is that's the newest release from Aging Room. Yeah, and yeah, the, kind of the follow up, like you were saying, to the the Quattro Nicaragua. All right. Well, I think it is time for a break, and then we will come back and rank this cigar. Don't go away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Smoking the Yorktown Fleet from Stolen Throne Cigars. This is a 6x50 box-pressed torpedo. And I don't know, I'm halfway through. So we're we're a solid 50 minutes into smoking this. So this is a good long burn. Um, really enjoyed it. So Nick, why don't you uh, read us what uh, Stolen Throne has to say on their website about the Yorktown Fleet. I, I kind of like these cigar descriptions. So yeah. I want to hear this one. Yeah, it's super interesting. <clears throat> uh, so they write in the tagline, the Yorktown fleet, a cigar built from history and adventure, carefully hand-rolled to transport you back to a time when smoking was rebellious and a true embodiment of cool. Interesting. That's an interesting... Uh, Wait, they don't have some two-paragraph? They do, they do. They do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get to that part. <laughs> I get to that part. <laughs> Deep, sweet, and strong. The Yorktown fleet brings the heat with a combination of sweetness and spice. Dark fruits and rich chocolate notes intertwined with red spice and espresso. Refined and edgy at the same time. The perfect fourth ace in the stolen throne hold. Nice. And they don't have <clears throat> they don't have tasting notes yet for the Yorktown fleet. Lee giving me a run for my money with my cigar descriptions over here. That uh, that one's pretty good. That one is. That's very good, actually. That's good ad copy. So I'm going to say um, the there is a little spiciness. However, it is not um, it is not red pepper. This is cayenne, and what I mean by that is, you know how cayenne has that bitter note to the pepper. Yes, there is a little bitter note on this yeah. with the with the pepper. And also cayenne is not like super spicy. Right. You know um, you know what I think that is? What's that? Atomic rhino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This god damn it, this cigar tastes like smelling salts, bro. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> That's amazing. Um but yeah, like is so red pepper flakes to me have a slightly sweet tinge to yeah. the uh to and a sharp bite. Uh, this doesn't have a sharp of a bite and it's slightly bitter. So when you say pepper. when they say red spices, red spice, well, that can be. I think it's to distinguish between like black pepper. Like it, this yeah. is one of the problems with verbal descriptions of cigar. You ever heard people say the pepper? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, but what pepper? There's so many fucking peppers. Yes. You know? Like this kind of reminds me of a poblano, in the sense that it has like the vegetal quality. Yeah. Uh, combined with the uh, spiciness. But you can have jalapeno, you can have black pepper, you can have white pepper. I always get annoyed when people say their cigar tastes like white pepper. I'm like, man, if I blindfolded you and let you taste black pepper and white pepper that had the same feel on your tongue, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Yeah. Don't don't lie to me. You, right. you just, you wouldn't be able to. 
But you know, like, Dude, there's a lot of different kinds of pets. Why are you calling me out on the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, dark fruits for sure, like plum, mm-hmm. uh, plum. Um, so there's. Plum. I was actually, I was actually thinking, uh, dried fig. On this yeah, 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 yeah. Dates. Dates. Yeah, not. <sighs> Not as sweet as a date, though. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, dates are yeah. super sweet. Yeah. Have you had... Uh, I was in Dubai, and I picked up Ajwa dates. I've, have you had I've Ajwa? never had. Nope. They're the very large ones, almost like my thumb. And supposedly, they were blessed by the Prophet Muhammad, which is why they grow so big. Nice. So, they're they're like the, the, the uber date or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But dates are so sweet. And this, this cigar has some sweetness, but not like that. Not that sweetness, yeah. Yeah. But you know how like figs have that slightly floral, which do you know what a fig is? Should we tell people? Yeah, it's isn't it like poop or something? No, it's a malformed flower blossom oh. that gets infested <laughs> by wasps that lay their eggs in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, it's a fermented, stunted flower blossom yeah. filled with wasp larvae. Right. That's what it is. Like, fig, fig Newton. Yeah, like you'll never eat that Fig Newton again. Nope. Um, we should, you know, I just got an idea. We should uh, taste one thing each week. Oh, you mean like um, from the from the reference rack? Flavor wheel, yeah. Yeah, we that's should, not a bad idea. We should taste one thing every week. All right, everybody, jump online, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com, or Insta DM us at burnlinepodcast. Let us know what you think about that idea. I kind of like it. Next week, Johnny Midas will be trying ghost pepper. No. Carolina Reaper? Nope. <laughs> Straight out. I draw the line at bath salts. I mean, smelling salts. <laughs> smelling salts. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I think the cigar, like we were saying, Sumatra Maduro, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan filler. It's got sweet. It's got spicy. It's got um, rich. It's, it's really good. Refined and edgy at the same time. That's pretty cool. That's kind of like me. So I think that uh, if I had to sort of sum this cigar up, I think like um, yeah, it's it's like I don't know. It's not a tough guy cigar, but it's kind of like you know, like if General Patton were smoking a cigar, or like like I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like it it definitely has this robust, like burly. It's like a burly kind of cigar. This would be a great time to reference uh, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So five years in, and like you said, two of them don't count. Right, yeah. And they were the like official supplier of cigars to Yellowstone, which was the most popular and is still super popular, even though it's off the air now, uh, TV show. Did you watch Yellowstone? <clears throat> I have not. Dude, I watched it. My wife and I watched it. Great show. Is it? Ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, there was some problem with like the the actors i did hear that yeah yeah um which is a shame because yeah is it it, it's done now yeah what but they've got like at least one prequel for 1890s something yeah something like that yeah uh i think there's two prequels now yeah um but like the storytelling the way they wrap in like you know it's kind of weird because the way they tell the story is like What's happening to the Yellowstone Ranch is the same thing that happened to the Native Americans. Like, interesting. Like, what the ranchers did. 
you know, okay. what the settlers did to the Native Americans. It's kind of happening to the ranchers now. So it's like almost like telling the story again. Interesting. A little less rapey and murdery. Um, uh, yeah. But still, there's still murders and stuff in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's fantasy Hollywood, but. Is it, is it, it's not based on true events? Uh, no. <clears throat> so it's like, it's a modern, a modern family, so to speak, owns the land there now. And right. <clears throat> and, and have since the settlers came over and, uh, now they're under attack from mostly developers and stuff, which, you know, like it's, it's kind <laughs> it, of true to life. Courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is like there's, yeah. there, it involves the state attorney general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the modern battlefield is in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of true to life in the sense that, you know, I've got several friends that regularly vacation in Montana. Uh, beautiful country, but it's definitely under attack from, you know, like rich people. Commercialization? Commercialization. <clears throat> you know, where it's like, it's absolutely gorgeous. Let's make it where none of the people who live here can afford to live here. You know. <clears throat> Which is, I think, uh, like a battle that kind of Gettysburg's fighting a little bit, too. But that's yeah, I mean, a it's, digression. It's everywhere. Like, we should be able to build beautiful, nice places where normal people can afford to live. Yes. You know, we don't need to turn everything beautiful into an Airbnb for rich people. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, we're up over an hour on this podcast. So, I think it is time for us to rank this cigar. Again, we're smoking the Yorktown Fleet from Stolen Throne. Uh, this is the six by fifty box press. So we'll start with the uh, presentation. We talked about this a little bit unique. Um, you know, n- doesn't come in a traditional uh, cigar boxes per se. Nick, what are your uh, thoughts on presentation? So I think the cigar is beautiful. Um, the photos I took too. Oh yeah, were really cool. We'll share those later. Um, the band, it's, it reminds me kind of like a flag. It does. It, it has like that semaphore flag vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, like a, like, like a flag they would hang on a uh, sailboat, a, yeah. sa- a sailing ship. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they, like, if they made the ship pink. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd like it some more. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. I, I give it an eight. Uh, band and cigar presentation all things considered i actually have not seen the <clears throat> retail display boxes though i'm gonna look that up i have um it's just a wooden box like the other ones yeah um, but they all they all kind of have their own flavor this one looks just like the so they have a three box that has like the first three yeah uh blends and then they have a separate box for the yorktown fleet that has uh two compartments for the two vitolas that's what, that's what the first three are. Right, but they're in the same box. Right? Like, the call to arms and the... No, they have separate ones? Okay, so it's identical yeah. to them? Yeah. I must be rem- remembering wrong on that one. But, yeah, so... Um, and then it's got Yorktown Fleet with the little stamp on the outside. Oh, I so. see it. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to show this to you real quick. Is that what yep. it looks like? That's what it looks like. The boxes are very rustic. Yeah, the boxes are rustic. rustic. Yeah. It, to describe it, it's like if you took a like a one by six plank and made a box uh, with a one by six plank divider, um, but not like that white pine new growth. It's you know it's darker wood than that. Yeah. And then this has got the sailboat 
like uh, wood burned. Yeah, nice. Wood burned stamp yeah. on the left, and then it says Yorktown Fleet in the script writing all the way across the box. So it's big branding on it. Yeah. Yeah. But the the fucking bundles, man, like, it's just so gorgeous. With that blue tissue paper with, mm-hmm. like, the, the uh, wax seal. I mean, it's just cool. And I like, and I, I don't think I'm wrong, but the other ones come like this, too. It's the colored paper with the wax seal on the outside, and on the inside, all the it's a, it's a still a bundle of cigars in cellophane, right? So there's that like kind of extra added layer of protection. Like it's not just the cigars aren't just breathing through the right. construction paper, you know, whatever it is. <clears throat> They're still contained in a cellophane bundle. And the individual cigars are not cello wrapped, right? Which again, I prefer for uh, you know like how it looks. Um, but usually when I'm shopping in a cigar store, I like the cello wrap because it does help them stay properly humidified, and, but mostly it protects it from all the idiots running around licking their fingers and touching cigars. Yeah. Um, so don't be that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so I gave it a nine for presentation. I think, uh, I think it's kind of hard to beat. I would love to see these released in individual cigar boxes. I know that would add expense, but man, like if you had a box similar to the San Latano Dominicano mm, mm-hmm. with this color blue with the mm-hmm. orange seal on the box. Yep. I mean, I would collect that box for sure. Nice. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to price. And uh, this one is kind of hard to, hard to price because I've seen it in three shops and they were all different prices and the price range, like the difference was $3 between... What? Yeah, between the most expensive and least expensive. Um, so what, what was the range then? So it was ten ten fifty to thirteen something. Wow. Okay. And I don't see MSRP listed for this online, um, but this uh, particular stick picked up at Union Cigar Hanover for ten fifty. Yeah. It's a six by fifty box press torpedo. That's a it's a really good price. Good, That's good a really price. good price. Yeah. That's underpriced. Um, so l- I guess we'll go with the 1050 for ranking the price. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to fall in the same tier, whether it's 1050 or 1250, it kind of still falls in that, mm-hmm. um, you know, we call it the <laughs> 10 to $13 range, right? Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, you know, it's not, well, like, I think 13 is a breaking point. For me. <clears throat> I think 10 to 12 oh. to me, I mean, it's like 15, 14, 15. Yeah, I mean now, like all of all of my bands are messed up over the last two years because the prices have gone up. Yeah, one or two dollars per stick. I remember, like, you know, like the Cane Daytona that's gone up like a dollar fifty, two dollars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think this cigar is super accessible um, for the quality and the construction. This is the second one that I've had, and it's been excellent construction both times. Um, uh, I'll give it a nine for price. Nine for price. So I have got an eight for price. So again, we're really close on uh, price here. I think they did a great job. And, you know, when I mention uh, the box, for example, or lack of box, well, that's one reason. You know, that's one way they can keep the cost down. So I can see a cigar of this experience selling in the 14 to 15 range. Yeah. So I, I think it's a pretty good price. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Let's talk about construction. And Nick, you're sporting an inch and a quarter inch ash on there. And you've ashed once? Yep. Yeah, so and, this is going to be uh, two asher for me. 
You've ashed twice. I've ashed twice. Yeah. I think if you wanted to save your ash, mm-hmm. it could be a two asher. Yeah, if you paid attention, didn't. Yeah. yeah. We, I, sh- I sent a picture to you. Not podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, laying, laying flat on a couch with the cigar straight up in the air. And I've, Yeah, and I've had to touch mine up a couple times just because I'm running my jaw instead of focusing on the cigar. So. Yeah, I think the construction for me is a, uh, a nine. I think um, like maybe like a little more smoke output, but that's it. Okay, that's fair. So yeah. I had a nine for construction as well, and here's why. Uh, first of all, I couldn't take away any points for, you know, uh, part of the wrapper coming loose. Um, you were having some getting cap burning. Well, yeah, so the uh, entire loop of the cap was a little loose, but that's because I clipped it three times with my closed-end cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of leveraged it off. Yeah. So that's on me. That's, that's pure user. And then all I did was lick and stick. And you can see it's it's back. It so, it doesn't look like anything happened to it. Doesn't look like anything yeah. happened to it. And the the little tail didn't come off. That's the part that you end up tonguing and stuff. Right. Um, burn line fantastic. Ash is fantastic. Um, can't really knock it for that. And you yeah, you, you said you wanted a little more back pressure. A little less. Less back pressure. But a little more open draw. Which I could fix by clipping a little more off. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I got it right. And the reason I didn't clip more off is I think I was confusing when I really focused on it. It wasn't that the back pressure was too, a little too heavy for me. It was that the smoke output compared to the back pressure wasn't that high. Oh, like they didn't match up. Yes. So I would agree with you. Like I would like a little more smoke output. Yeah. It's good smoke. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's less of it than I would expect. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I think I'm splitting hairs. Like, th- there's nothing wrong with the smoke output, but, like, I don't know, man. It's preference. Yeah, exactly. It's it's absolutely preference. Yeah. All right, so let's move into flavor. And we mentioned the uh, flavors earlier, but I think that, uh, I think the thing for me that makes this unique in its flavor is I've got the, Figgy, dried plum, um, cayenne spice of Nicaraguan tobacco. But the Sumatra wrapper really tastes like if you took an Indian spice palette and mixed it with dirt. Yeah, yeah, very earthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the total combination is really cool um, and think, and pretty unique. I think, too, in, like in Indian food. There's like that spice, but there's also like a little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like these lot of peanuts, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> like that adds a little sweetness to it. So it's yeah, yeah, it's predominant spice with a hint of sweetness. Right, right. It, it's not like somebody sliced open a ghost pepper and sprinkled seeds on your food. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah flavors, flavor is awesome. Um, I really enjoyed the flavor. All four of the stolen throne flavors are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give this an eight. Eight on flavor from Nick. I've got an eight as well. I think it's a fantastic flavor. So uh, that brings us to experience. Like we said, experience is like the the most subjective, but probably the most important. And honestly, I feel like most of the cigar ratings from like other places 
our experience, and they kind of roll some of this stuff into it. Yeah. Right. So this is like the the grand wrap up. Right. Um, and while we talk about experience, I guess you know we should talk a little bit about like use case and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is a cigar you can do a lot of stuff with. Yep. Um, you know, it, definitely not a throwaway type of stick. I wouldn't go fishing with it necessarily. No. It's not a dog walker. No. Um, but backyard barbecue, sure. Hanging out with the boys, sure. You know, you can enjoy it. You don't have to focus or concentrate too much. You know, the, the flavors are there. They're prominent. You know, it's burly. It lets you know you're there. Um, you, you might get a little green around the gills if you were, like, doing exercise with it. Yeah. You know, like. Going on a hike or something. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like that that image of, like, splitting logs in the backyard while huffing a cigar. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little on the strong side for that, I right. feel like. Right. It would be cool to do. Yeah. But it feels like the kind of cigar you should be doing that stuff with. Or standing on, like, standing on the bridge of a battleship, you know, yeah. about to sink the entire Iranian fleet in 17 <laughs> minutes. You know, like, this is the cigar you'd be puffing. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you could do the football game. Yep. You could do the barbecue. Definitely could do the lounge. Uh, you could share it with friends, um, not a celebration cigar or anything, mm-mm, mm-mm. but just a uh, kind of a rough and tumble everyday smoke. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah, you think this is too strong for the morning? I probably wouldn't. I mean, I've got like a, a very um, built up a tolerance, I guess. Yeah. You know, but I probably wouldn't. You wouldn't, you, know sp- you wouldn't smoke it in the morning? I don't think. You know what I've been smoking in the morning? What's that? A Perdomo Fresca. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Those are good? It's a good morning cigar. I've never had one. Yeah? It's it's not bad. Um, you love, do you drink Fresca? You love Fresca. <laughs> Anything that says Fresca, you're you're consuming. That That's an inside joke because the cult leader on the Amazon show, the boys, drank Fresca. Out of like a wine glass, <laughs> so oh, that's, that's amazing. What, yeah, that's what Johnny Midas wasn't does. that a Del Toro, one of the Del Toros. Yes, was it? Yeah, yeah. That is such a raunchy, horrible show. Nobody should watch it. Um, Check it out on Prime Video, dude, <laughs> dude. That that show is out of line. It's just I couldn't finish it. Like it's yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to the stolen throne, New York Town Fleet, Nick experience. Um, you know, reading the website, I, I've, I've had the personal privilege of being able to talk to Lee before, um, and working with him on several events. Uh, he was, especially early in my, early in my days as a tobacconist, he was very, um, helpful and he gave me a lot of good advice. Um, and he gave me a lot of good insight. Um, so that kind of improves your experience, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, if I had, you know, if I had a sour experience with him, you know, obviously that's going to leave a taste in my mouth regarding, you know, the cigars that he makes. Right. Um, but yeah, just, just him being a really cool guy, him being very open. He's always told me that, you know, lines of communication are open between he and I. Um, and so, you know, I really, really, really appreciate stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I'll give this a, the experience a nine. Well, I do not have that relationship with uh, Lee, although I hope to form one, uh, but I gave it a nine as well. I mean, this is just, everything is on point, man, and I feel like I could just smoke this cigar in a lot of contexts, have a really great smoke. Um, I enjoy the flavor, enjoy the construction. Um, I just I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, this is a great cigar. Yeah. Definitely be coming back for more. Absolutely. 
I've actually got a five pack Robusto in my humidor right now. I want to try the Robusto. Yeah. The Robusto. Yeah. Definitely one that I want to try sooner rather than later. It has more smoke output. Does it? Yeah. Nice. It, it does. So, and that brings our total score for the stolen throne, New Yorktown fleet to 41. So pretty good. Not too many cigars in the forties. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. So great job, Rojas. Great job, Stolen Throne. We look forward to all of your cigars and what's coming in the future. And that is it on Burnline Podcast. So please drop us a line, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up at Burnline Podcast on Instagram, Twitter X, threads, uh, whatever your social media of choice, except Facebook because we're not boomers. Um, And uh, let us know what you think, what you want to hear on the show. This is your show. And if you drop us a line... We will read it on air unless you don't want us to. And uh, you can kind of steer the direction of the show a little bit. So thanks, as always, for joining us on Burnline Podcast. Until next week, goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.